It's a fearful way to end 5780. As we began the Shabbat service, I remarked it might be hard to believe, but tonight, this Shabbat, is the very last Shabbat of a very difficult year. Next week, we begin again. To many of us, time has alternately felt like a blessing and a curse. I'm not a prophet, but if you're wondering what tomorrow will bring, I can tell you with all certainty some things, some things will continue to get worse, but only some things. Other things will most definitely get better. This morning, we woke again to darkened skies, but less dark than they were on Thursday, less dark than they were on Wednesday. We were forced to shift again from the opportunity to lead tonight's one Shabbat service and the late Shabbat and have you join us in the beauty and splendor of the main sanctuary, which we hope and pray we will be in together virtually next Friday night and Saturday morning for Erev Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah services. We were pivoting, forced to come back to our homes to lead these services, but we have homes. This Wednesday, those of you in the Bay Area, like me, woke up completely disoriented. It was a day that we will never forget, a day of wind and fire and smoke and literally a sunless sky, a day which never came, a day which had some of us on our knees, many of us crying out, and some of us stunned into silence. But still, we made coffee. We woke up our spouses and our children. I turned on every light in my house because the light outside was unable to penetrate the darkness. Wednesday was a terrible reminder that when things feel hopeless and dark and we are depleted and disoriented, sometimes it can and it will get darker. It reminds me of the day after the election in 2016 someone who I loved as an artist, many of you do too, Leonard Cohn, he died. And just before he died, he released a very prophetic album called You Want It Darker. Maybe in these moments this week, maybe you were remembering where you were 19 years ago on September 11th. One day, 19 years ago, when our world shifted and felt as if we were breaking apart. No matter who or, were, who you, or where you were that morning, the disorientation felt so real. For many of us, this period of time feels like a prolonged and piercing disorientation. We're literally searching for direction through the ashes and the darkness and the pandemic too. And we feel the weight of those around us who are also suffering, also searching, who also are living in their own darkness. It's very interesting the double portion of Netzavim Vayelech comes on the final Shabbat of the year, almost to pull us into Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. We have arrived, and if we are awake and aware, we know we still have a very long way to go. And yet, here you are, here I am, we're here again this Shabbat together somehow. This morning when I was on the phone with my mom, she reminded me of what my nani, my great-grandmother, used to say. Her family came over from Bielostok, Poland on a boat, like many of your families. She's the reason I'm able to call myself a proud fourth generation American. She used to say, why are you crying? You have a loaf of bread under your arm. Why are you crying? 
You have a loaf of bread under your arm. I don't think she meant don't cry because you have a loaf of bread under your arm, because we all need time to cry, to grieve what we've lost so far. But we can't just cry. We have to reach underneath our arm, take out the loaf of bread and look at it and recognize that we have something to eat. It totally reminded me of Patti Smith wailing in Golden Gate Park in 2012 at Hardly Strictly Bluegrass. In between songs, she acknowledged how hard it was just to be in this world, but she reminded us that if we had three things, we'd be okay. A loaf of bread, coffee in our cup, a roof over our heads. Then we'd be doing okay. Yes, we can and we should cry from the grief, from we all, what all we're feeling that we've lost. And if we have enough, even if we just have a loaf of bread and a cup of coffee, we have to be grateful, thankful, and maybe even a little hopeful that better days are ahead. This last week of 5780, Moshe Rabbeinu, our teacher Moses, wants us to remember some of the most important parts of our journey. And so we are taken back. And we will read these words again on Yom Kippur. A reminder, he said, you, all of you, stand here. You stand here, all of you, before the eternal, your God. Every single one of us was standing. Moshe says, people of color and women and men, gay people, straight people, our laborers, our lawyers, our teachers, our first responders, every essential worker that has come forward in the last six months. At that time, there was no distinction between class or color, gender or station. It was a lesson as is today, that whatever happens to any of us is happening to all of us. The covenant between the Jewish people and the divine presence was created for every one of us, every single one of us that stood at Sinai. The, all, the Torah also teaches in this week's portion something that we have to remember each day, and especially as Yom Kippur will arrive. I set before you this day life and prosperity, death and adversity. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. I have put before you life and death, blessing and curse. Choose life if you and your offspring shall live. Just simply choose life. There is death all around us and there will be coming into the new year. How can we, each one of us, choose life for ourselves and those around us and continue to find hope and inspiration to do that? Finally, the Torah portion says, surely this instruction, which I enjoin upon you this day, it's not too baffling for you. It's not beyond your reach. It's not in the heavens. It's not beyond the sea. That thing, whatever it is, that truth is very close to you in your mouth and in your heart. It is yours. I love that piece of the High Holy Day text. It says everything we need to know, everything is actually already inside of us. We learn so much from the Torah. We learn from prayer. We learn from tzedakah. We definitely learn from our teachers, from one another. But everything, everything is inside of us. Our truth is our own. So this morning, I woke up. And as I said, we all recognize it was a little bit lighter than the day before. And so I made my coffee. I thought of the words of my great-grandma. I really felt like crying. But I decided to make a loaf of bread to put under my arm. I had eggs, I had flour, I had yeast, and it was Shabbat. So, 
I made a round challah. I made a few round chalot to prepare myself, my heart, my soul, to help all of us prepare for the new year, 5781. And I read the words to myself from Leonard Cohn, not from his album, You Want It Darker. I read from his song, Democracy. I won't read the entire song because believe me, it's long, but I want you to look it up after Shabbat. With November 3rd, only 52 days away, if you wonder what to do in the darkness as the Jewish year begins again, think about democracy. Think about the kids that were born on September 11th, 2001, and the last 19 years of their life. Think about all the kids who we owe a beautiful promise of a future. Think about the democracy we were born into and that we can gift them. But we have to do a little work. Leonard Cohen wrote this. I'm sentimental, if you know what I mean. I love the country, but I can't stand the scene. And I'm neither left or right. I'm just staying home tonight, getting lost on that hopeless little screen. But I'm stubborn as those garbage bags that time cannot decay. I'm junk, but I'm still holding up this wild little bouquet. Democracy is coming to the USA. And so we're at the end of a very, very difficult chapter, the end of 5780. I'm not sad to say goodbye to this past year. And yes, I have some fear about opening up the gates to what comes next. But next Shabbat, please be with us. Help us to open the gates of 5781. May we be blessed to be standing together as the gates open wide. May we feel the presence and blessing and the support of our loved ones, those who live in our homes or who are living right now far away but are so dear in our hearts. May the gentle embrace and the strong uplifting presence of the Holy Ones suffuse our spirits with love and ultimately with peace. It's going to get lighter, I promise, even if it has to get darker first. Shabbat Shalom.